your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. So, a little bit going on in the world of the Avs today. Not too much. Uh, Having a day off. And we did get some information on some players maybe returning. (laughs) And uh, another Avalanche player going on the COVID list. So, uh, and a big announcement to make. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know it. Um, If you don't, I'll get to it right after we take care of the first things first, which is to follow the show on social media outlets. On Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And if you do follow me on Twitter. <clears throat> like I said, you do know that I put up a tweet that the radio voice of the Colorado Avalanche, Connor McGahee, will be joining me on this show on Thursday. So we are set to record uh, an episode with him on Wednesday night. Like usual, most of the conversations I have, whether it's with uh, someone of Connor McGahee's stat- status or you know, uh, a fan coming on or whoever, whoever the case may be, it usually goes long. So um, I, I anticipate breaking this up into a couple episodes, maybe Thursday and Friday to end the week. Uh, but having someone like him on, we will probably get into a lot of different conversations. Obviously hockey, obviously just what it's like to be in the position that he is in. And he is a big music and entertainment and movie guy. So I can almost guarantee we'll get into that stuff as well. So make sure you turn in, tune into that one. Uh, that will be this Thursday and most likely Friday. Let's get real. Uh, so very excited. I reached out to him and he got back to me relatively quickly and said, yep, let's do it. Kind of went back and forth with a couple emails saying, you know, when's a good time. And uh, that was it. So we will record Wednesday night for a Thursday episode and it's going to be great. Very excited to to have Connor on the show for the first time. So when it comes to the Avalanche and anything new, we got word that Hunter Miska is now on the COVID protocol list. So what this means is not only is another Avalanche player on that COVID protocol list, and we kind of have to take this day by day now, and maybe you know, as each day goes on, uh, you, you kind of anticipate maybe there's another player going on it. And if you get through that day without a guy, that's two thumbs up, obviously. So he has gone on the list. And I think Peter Ball from uh, The Athletic had had put up, somebody had told him that Hunter Miska wasn't even the backup for the game against Vegas. And Adam Werner was. So this might have been something where Misko was tested when he got there with with these new protocols that they have, which I talked about last week, 
where they are testing players as they get to the arena. And that test is the rapid result test, although that's not 100% accurate. It gives them a, a sense. It gives them an idea. And I'm willing to, to guess that's when Miska was pulled, Werner was brought up from the taxi squad, and then, you know, the next day is when we heard that Hunter Miska is, is on the protocol list. So add another player. Um, I hope, obviously, that it's nothing more serious than that and just a precaution. But that's kind of the, the world we're living in right now with hockey. Miska goes on the list. Uh, as far as the players come off, on like we said, on Wednesday, I think the three guys that were on initially with Landeskog, Gerard, and Tyson Jost, they should... They won't be playing tonight, uh, but they should all be good to go for the Lake Tahoe game. And we will get to Jared Bednar, uh, his post-game comments um, in the second segment here. And he does mention that at the very end of it, that uh, he was asked just about Landeskog. And he said, you know, and you'll hear it. uh, He says, if you're asking me if if he'll be ready for Lake Tahoe, the answer to that would be yes. So I think all those guys will be ready for it. Um, but the one I think everybody is is waiting around for, and he does answer this in the press conference as well. What's up with Kale McCarr? Um, and he was asked, could he play, if he's just day-to-day, could he play Tuesday? And his answer to that was, yeah, there's a real possibility that he could. So the, the way he answers it, you'll hear it. Is very matter of fact. He he doesn't kind of waffle on it and say like, well, I don't know, he might be out another couple of games. He kind of just comes right out and says like, yeah, there's a definite chance that he could play Tuesday. Might you know if you're day to day, you know that that's basically game to game. So uh, he's got to get cleared with the doctors and uh, you know all the higher ups with the the Avalanche in terms of the medical team and how Makar is feeling himself. So. If for whatever reason, I would anticipate him playing Tuesday. If for whatever reason he doesn't, you know, then you have, uh, you know, I, I think <clears throat> the next game, which I don't, which would be Thursday. I don't, I don't think he misses that one. So I think at the very least, if you're going to miss Makar for another game, I think that'll be it. And then I think he's good to go after that. I'm sorry, not not Thursday. The the next game would be Saturday, which is the Lake Tahoe game. So um, they they have some time off after Tuesday's game, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, you just had some time, so now you're kind of just getting your legs back, uh, and now you have to you you do get another couple days off after you play two games, and maybe that's a good thing. So uh, I think they, you know, in that next game that you're coming back from uh, after Tuesday is Lake Tahoe. So you have a couple days to kind of get your mind right for that. You'll have two games against Vegas, one a very hard-fought game. Really anxious to see how the game Tuesday night goes. And if Kale McCarr comes back, uh, obviously Hunter Misk is not going to be there. So all of this is coming down on Philip Grubauer even more. We're, we, we've we heard nothing other than he's going to be out a long time when it comes to Pavel Francos. That's all we've heard when it comes to him. 
So Philip Grubauer seems to be up to the task so far this season, but he's going to play Tuesday, I would imagine, because he had a, he had a day off, and then you have the rest of the week off really to to get him ready for the outdoor game. Now, he might be looking forward to the outdoor game because the last one didn't go so well for him, which is when he got injured, which happened a year ago already. Isn't that crazy to believe that 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 happened one year ago and when he got in not only did he get injured but in a few short weeks we didn't have hockey anymore well you know what i mean we didn't have hockey we didn't get to finish the season so it's just crazy how fast that year flew by so i think he's anxious to get out on the ice for an outdoor game to to notch a win to stay healthy and uh to not have to deal with uh, the talk of can the Avalanche win an outdoor game. So a lot going on this week for the Avalanche when they got back on the ice. Most of it revolving around, obviously, injured players, COVID protocol players. But we have some idea of when they're coming back. And I think by Lake Tahoe, everybody should be back. Save for Pavel Francouz, obviously, and Hunter Miska. And those are backup guys. But your your roster should be good to go uh, come Lake Tahoe, which is what you wanted. Because that's a game that everybody's going to remember for a long, long time. Uh, so things are trending in the right direction for the Avalanche to get healthy. Um, minus, you know, we still don't know what's going on with Calvert. We still don't know what's going on with EJ. Uh, there's, there are a couple guys who are who still might be out, but uh, we've even heard good things about Calvert that he might be back pre- pretty soon. I don't know for Tahoe, but uh, you're you're hearing that you're not hearing what you're you're not hearing about Calvert. What you're hearing about Francois, you're hearing the opposite. You're hearing like he's feeling better. There could be a timetable for his return. All right, so let's hear from one of our sponsors for today in rockauto.com, and then we will hear from Jared Bednar. So rockauto.com is the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about a section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And I'm assuming a lot of people are going to need some car parts. It seems like the entire country is uh, in a freeze right now when it comes to weather. So uh, definitely check out rockauto.com if your car is a little bit under the weather. All right, we're going to... Take a quick break and then Jared Bednar's post-game remarks after the one-nothing loss to Vegas. Jared, you're missing seven guys, including three of your top six D, and you outshot a really good offensive team. 
uh, 30 to 24, I think it was. I want to get your thoughts overall about the fact that you guys played a really good defensive game um, coming off this long break. Well, I think it's, you know, we have to. We have, we have to dig in on the defensive side of it in order to give ourselves a chance to win the hockey game. And, um, you know, I liked – I like the the way we work tonight. I like the, you know, our mindset. We were trying to, you know, play a smart game and, and limit turnovers and, um, you know, make them earn everything they get. And, you know, I thought our young guys in the back end did a nice job. You know, it wasn't a perfect game. I would say, um, you know, it's not an ideal situation for us. It was a back-to-back for them. So it wasn't, you know, ideal on their side of it either. But, you know, we were missing our legs a little bit. You could tell, even just from talking with the guys during the game and, and post game. You know, I, I think we were, you know, we didn't have the extra pop in our legs that we needed to to create a few more chances. And and um, the last little bit of execution. You know, I think our minds were in the right place. I think we we're trying to do the right things. You know, offensive zone. Uh, Blue line, good decisions. You know, we didn't have a lot of turnovers. They played us tight in there, but we just didn't execute the way we're capable of, you know, that last 10%, you know, of execution that we needed to, to create the scoring chances. But the mindset was right. The attitude was right. The work was there. Um, we're going to have to be better to beat these guys. We'll see a better game out of them, I'm sure, uh, next one as well. Uh, but it's a good challenge for us. And, and, um, you know, considering some of the circumstances, it was it was a decent game. We had some opportunities where we could have shot the puck a little bit more, um, you, you know, and, and yeah, I think we shoot a little quicker, a little bit more. That's part of the execution that I'm talking about, you know, uh, get a little bit more traffic and, and, and rebound opportunities at the net than we might have found a way to pot one. But we made a bad change in the second period, and, and they got a break on it on a quick up. Uh, we followed that up with another bad change after that and gave him another odd man rush and an opportunity at our net. And that was a couple of the mental errors that we made. I think we can cl- we clean that up for next game and, and hopefully we get a little bit more pop in our legs. Also, I got a follow up there. Um, you said earlier that McCarr is day to day. Does that mean that he's got a chance to play here on Tuesday? Yeah, absolutely. There's a chance. I, I don't know if he will or if he won't. You know, it's uh, again, it's just going to be up to him and uh, our medical staff just deciding uh, when he feels comfortable getting out there. But yeah, there is a chance that he can play on Tuesday. Peter Baugh, The Athletic. Yeah, Jared, we talked to, to Ryan Graves, I think it was yesterday, and he talked about kind of taking some time over the pause to critically like analyze his play. Uh, what did you think of, of how he did tonight? And, and what has also McDonald done for you guys on the blue line? No, I thought that was, you know, and I'd have to look back at, you know, some of the ratings or some of the games that, that you know, when I look at players, but I thought that was Graves' best game of the year. I thought he was involved right off the get-go, winning battles. His gaps were good. He was using his reach and his stick and, and physicality to, to come up with pucks. His puck play was simple but effective. You know, I, I don't know what he ended up playing, but I'm assuming it was 20, 22 minutes, somewhere in there, um, which is a heavy load, you know, coming out of a break like that. Um, 
I, I thought it was a good game from him. You know, I, I like to see him just continue to build it from there. That that reminded me of the Ryan Graves that we saw last season, and uh, we haven't seen his best so far, but that was a good one. You know, when we're shorthanded on the back end, he, he needs to elevate his game, and I, and I believe he did that tonight. And I think there's a lot of positives out of that game that we can get with him tomorrow and show him some stuff, and, and he can keep building on it. But he should, he should gain confidence, whatever he did – over the break in evaluating that. I mean, he got some input before we went on break and uh, from the coaching staff. And if he, if he looked at it and, and made some adjustments and, you know, tonight he came out with great attitude, great work ethic. And, and I thought he played a good game. Um, McDonald, you know, I, I just, I just feel like this guy's a competitive guy. He's, he's efficient moving the puck in and out, out of our zone. Uh, he's, he's part of his game is he likes to skate. He likes to get up in the play. It's, it's a style of play that the, you know, we like our team to, to adopt every night. And he was part of it again tonight. He had some good chances. I think he hit the post on one rush where he joined in the weak side. He was there a couple times today and we didn't find him. Um, but he's he's been a, an efficient defender. Uh, he's limited his turnovers, and he's still helping create on the offensive side of it. So quite a bit to like out of his game as well. Adrian Dater, Colorado Hockey Now. Yeah, Jared, the, uh, I thought you guys played a really good hockey game too, all things considering. Uh, outshot him. And yet, like you said too, uh, as an observer, you know, I get frustrated. I think a lot of fans get frustrated. The, the overpassing at times, shoot the puck a little bit more. Uh, I think there were 30 seconds left. There was an overpass probably, um, and the puck scored loose, could have tied it. Can you really make guys shoot more at this stage of their careers because they're so dialed in with all their tendencies lifelong? Uh, or do you just have to keep harping on them? Shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. And, you know, I think yeah. that seems to be what you want more. <laughs> it's a, it, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a honest, uh, you know, question and and we put it to our guys all the time and and you know like i i trust our players and their and their reads and their skills they're the ones that are out on the ice and uh, do i harp on them shooting the puck a little bit more absolutely do i you know am i preaching it on the bench yeah i i think you know you get you get a goalie uh, a real good goaltender and flurry you, you know that that is an active player in the net. He's an aggressive guy. If you put pucks in there and, and even if they're just like sort of awkward shots or your shots that might not go in, there can be some rebounds there. This is a team that checks real well. Like they're, they, they're, their numbers on the analytic side of it is they're not giving up a lot of scoring chances and, and you have to earn those chances. And, and part of that is when they're, pushing out to check in closing gaps that you got to go to the paint you got to out battle them in those areas and um you know sometimes i'm yelling shoot 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 on the bench just you know my own thoughts and then we make a play and it's it's a nice play and it's in the back of the net but i think that there's a mentality for us that if we can get 12 to 15 shots or you know 10 to 12 shots a period against real good teams then then you know we're doing a good job. But I just I just feel like when you haven't played in a long time, you have to simplify your game just a little bit. When you're feeling it and you're um, you know cooking with gas and you everything's going your way and you got lots of pop in your legs and you know the the extra play 
I'm okay with it, you know, when you're playing with pace and you're executing. But when the execution's off a little bit like it is tonight, I like our guys and as a staff and and as players to to recognize that and just simplify it just a touch. And and I think I I believe we did that a little bit in the third period. You know, I know the player talking about at the end of the game. Um, You know, I thought we were going to have a real good look at the net. There's a down low two-on-one. Uh, we make a play, and their guy makes a nice play diving back or getting back with a stick to break it up. But any of those pucks to the net, I think you give you better an opportunity than, than them knocking it down. And, um, you know, third period was improved from the first two, but, you know, we'll have to get a little bit better there for sure here moving forward, especially, you know, after breaks like that. Last two here for Jared. We'll go to Peter Baugh, the athletic. Yeah, Jared, I just wanted to get your thoughts. What did you think of, I guess, how the guys returning from injury played tonight in Taves, Belmar, and McKinnon? Well, I thought they were pretty good, you know. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, we, we've seen Mac play better for sure. Um, I liked his leadership. I liked his work ethic. Um, you know, the last little bit of execution from that whole line and from a lot of our forwards. I don't think that the, you know, the injury or the time, it's just the, the, the time off as a whole coming back as a skilled player at the, you know, after eight days and only getting, you know, a couple of days of practice, you know, we needed the practice after missing the time. Um, for this is the fourth day in a row we're on the ice and we had to put in some good work to try and get them ready and they they were up for it but you know in an ideal world I'd love to have today off and then playing tomorrow Uh, you know with only three days to get ready we couldn't give them a day off so I I kind of felt like with the three practices and travel that we might not have uh, great legs but it's just something we had to try and work through I thought Belmar's line with Dries and Magna they were a po- they made a positive impact on the game. I thought Belly was, you know, he's a good mentor for those young guys playing the right way. They were working hard, going to the net. It was simple. They had a couple good ozone shifts, a couple shifts that they had in the D zone. They didn't get in any trouble. Um, and then Taze, you know, like we probably overplayed him tonight coming off that break and that injury uh, just because we really needed him. And, and he looked like he was starting to tire towards the end of the game. But he was um, – uh, I, I thought his game was still really good. You know, he was doing everything he could to help us try to win a hockey game. And, and, and you know, like we're asking a lot from him here tonight coming off that break. Last one here, Arif Dean, Mile High Sports. NHL is making Gabe Landeskog available to media tomorrow uh, to preview the Lake Tahoe game. Do you know if that at all means he's coming off the COVID list or is that unrelatable? Made who? Uh, Who's that, Gabe? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I have no idea. You know, like he's he's – He's coming off. I mean, you can do the math on when he when we put him on the COVID list. It, uh, I can tell you, he's uh, they've they've done their ten days. They've, they're doing their cardiac testing, and they're they're welcome to get back on the ice um, on uh, Wednesday. I believe it is. It's their first day they can get on the ice. So, if you're asking me if he's going to be if he can be ready for Tahoe, the answer is yes. So there's comments from Jared Bednar and just touch on a couple things that he mentioned there. Uh, But before we do that, I just want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. 
It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, so football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, obviously, are in full swing. So betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account. Even if you want to bet on award shows or TV shows or reality shows, you can do that. Uh, Real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. So head over to the website, and you can use your mobile phone to sign up. Receive a 50% bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right. So uh, a couple things that he said in there. Uh, praised Ryan Graves. I did the same thing yesterday. Thought he played much, much better. Uh, and they needed him to. And I also mentioned uh, McDonald. And I think I think he is a, I don't want to say an up-and-coming player for the Avalanche, but he might be a guy that they can rely on in situations like this, I mean, they were, when you look at it, you know, they're, they're pretty decimated on the defensive end <clears throat> with Johnson being out, with Gerard on the list, with McCarr being out. It, it, it's just, and those are huge pieces of your defensive puzzle. So for them to be out and having Graves struggling for the most part, uh, but look what he said about him. It almost mirrored what I was saying. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I clearly could be the coach of the Colorado Avalanche. I clearly could not be. But um, it was, like I was saying the same things that he was saying. He, a guy like Ryan Graves will take that time off for good and not just say, well, we got a week off and I can't do anything hockey-related with my teammates, so fire up some Fortnite. No, like I, I think he was very unhappy with how he started the season and whatever he did, however he did it, looking back at, at his... Uh, time and looking back at film, at least for one game, it worked. And if it worked for one game, you'd have to think that trend will continue. Uh, he is, when I say he, I'm talking about Jared Bednar. Uh, he's like everybody else. He's yelling, shoot the puck. <laughs> uh, they, they, they can, they can hear you and they know. And I think that was Adrian Dater who asked that question about overpassing and the Avs do it a lot. They really do. They try to get cute with the puck, uh, but sometimes to a fault. But I do like what he said. Kind of towed the line there between saying, uh, yeah, you're right, and they just got to shoot the damn puck, and saying, well, I really trust my players. And he's right in the fact where if things are humming and they're on their game and they're executing the way that they're executing – He's got no problem with the extra pass or two because you're, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. It's like a basketball player who's just in the zone, and no matter what he, what angle he shoots at, where he shoots the ball on the court, it's going in. And when you have a flow to a game in hockey, it's the same thing. Just things seem to fall into place for you. But what he was saying in regards to the first game against Vegas, that wasn't happening. They didn't really have a flow. And you watch that game, there really was no steady flow to that game. So he wanted to simplify things. He was happy with how third and fourth line were simplifying things. And look what was happening for them. They were they were getting production where the, fir- the first and second line, call them like the cute lines where they try to do a little bit too much, wasn't working. So he didn't have four lines kind of all on the same page. And it was almost like, First two are struggling. Second two, believe it or not, are getting more production because they're simplifying it. Uh, 
So I get what he's saying there, but uh, the Avs are a skill, highly skill-based team, and I think they're always going to want to play that way. Always going to want to go for the, the good look pass uh, instead of that uh, dirty, grindy type of goal. You don't see a ton of that in the Avalanche, the way they play, in the style of play. But sometimes you need to do that. <clears throat> and it didn't happen, at least for the Vegas game. So, But a lot of good stuff in there, um, like I said, with talking about Landis Gog probably coming back. And mentioned Devontae's again and, and how well he played. And, and even said they maybe overplayed him a little bit. And I think it was close to 26 minutes for that game. And didn't go as far as to say why. I think we can guesstimate that it is probably because Gilbert was just non-existent in that game. So I don't think he was going to throw him under the bus during a press conference and, you know, kind of stomp on the guy when he's already down. I'm sure he'd talk to him and um, who knows what the, we'd really be looking forward to see what the lines are. If McCarr can't go, if McCarr can go, I think, you know, we, we might have Gilbert in there for another game. And in a way, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like to see how guys bounce back. So we'll see. We'll see how everything turns out for game number two. I think you're going to see uh, a more, I, I say up-tempo avalanche team, like they don't already play up-tempo, but uh, I, I feel like more controlled tempo is what I'll say. Uh, and I think you're going to see a different team. And they had to get that first game out of the way, and they did. So uh, no more rust. Let's get to hockey. All right, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It is greatly appreciated. And, yeah, if you listen through Apple Podcasts and want to leave a review there, that is always greatly appreciated as well. All right, everybody, we will see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully the Avs can uh, get a win. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!